There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome, everyone, to one more episode of The Source Connection. Liz B. here alongside my co-host, Tara Long, and our very special guest, Samuel Ryan. Let's take a moment to arrive together in the space continuum, where we remember that everything is happening at the same time all at once, and All that we're doing now is affecting all there has ever been and all that will be. So just planting your feet on the ground if you're sitting, rolling your shoulders back, opening the heart, tucking the chin in slightly, and enthroning yourself in your best posture. And if you're lying down, just comfortably finding a cozy space to pause a moment and just be. I'm going to be tapping into some breath awareness. So just notice your inhales and your exhales. And we're gonna play with some energizing, balancing breath work. You can close the outer eyes and open your inner perceptions. You can start noticing if the mind's too busy. You can tell the mind to say inhale as you're inhaling and exhale as you're exhaling. That'll give it something to do. And if the mind wanders, just bring him back to inhale and exhale.
sitting in the space of the heart's incoherence, and infinite possibilities. Now let's use our right, left thumb to plug in our left nostril and let's breathe long and deep through the right nostril. We're going to continue with the long and deep breath pattern, but we're going to inhale through the right and exhale through the left. So you can use your pinky or your index finger to block the exhale through the left. Inhale right, exhale left.
Wherever you're at, finish one more cycle. And release the hand down and inhale deeply through both nostrils. Just side out. <sighs> Let's do that two more times. Ah. Hmm. Welcome back. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you for being here today. Samuel feels like a brother from another mother <laughs> to me. And I'm excited we get to connect today um, and be here together and share space and time and conversation. Hmm. Yeah, I'm very yeah. grateful to be invited on. It's been lovely yeah. seeing, seeing snippets of you and being connected by social media. Right. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I have so to sad. remind how beautiful it is yeah. to have social media because of the connections it brings us, even though a lot of the time we want to blame it or, you know, demonize it for the damage that it's doing. Right. can be used for good too. Yeah, all an example. Yeah. yeah. Will you um, tell our listeners what brought you to this now moment? Just a little bit of your story and how we get to be here together. Um, so I guess I had an awakening, I guess you could say, quite simply put, born into a pretty... Um, common environment of alcoholism and emotional escapism and suppression mechanisms in the, in the family lineage from generational trauma and adopting those same patterns of escapism and suppression um, and adopting the mechanisms from my role models. And, uh, yeah, being very heavily involved in alcohol, drugs, tobacco and a whole lot of other low vibrational activities, great times. <laughs> <laughs> great times at the times. Yeah. Um, anything to avoid the bubbling disconnection and pain deep within. And um, I was given an opportunity to deal with my turmoil, to approach my inner reality um, and I took that opportunity. So I, I got lucky. I had a lot of, um, I guess some could say, you know, there's no such thing as luck, but the way that I see it, um, there was a little bit of luck or mm. yeah, opportunistic, you know, events that took place. And then a lot of hard work and courage, you could say, and, uh, some, yeah, virtuous kind of embodiment that allowed me to begin walking a path to get me to where I am now, which is a pretty happy guy, still a lot of work to do, but with a beautiful family and um, clear and conscious enough to be playing with the idea that um, we truly are such powerful beings, being children of God itself and um, having the capacity to play within this dream that we call reality and um, 
remember who we truly are, which is spirit, which is one consciousness perceiving itself through subjective points of attention whilst being in these vessels that we call our bodies and mind complexes. And, um, yeah, looking to bring a lot of peace and um, coherence, Mm. um, community. I'm starting to realise my role is um, kind of, yeah, revitalising the masculine in myself, remembering the masculine in myself to help share that with the communities that I'm in and at large, I guess, because of our potential through media, social media and the internet. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful journey. Plant medicines have played a large part in my coming to now. Yeah. Um, and different lineages. Vipassana was a strong one for me for some time, and now tea ceremony is a strong practice for me. Still, plant medicines, um, just in a lot less frequent and um, uh, yeah, in a more conscious <laughs> way, I could say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to go into detail with that, but um, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I suppose like there's so much to unpack in. Same with everyone's journey. There's so much to unpack in every single little um, fractal. But perhaps yeah. that gives you a bit of a healthy overview. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Were you Were you finished? No, no, I was okay. I was. Okay, okay, yeah. I just uh, there's so many things, yeah, that that I would love to talk about that you just said. Um, but one thing um, that I love about you and that I noticed right away and just watching, just watching you, you know, on our beautiful social media is, um, it seems to me these days as a woman, it's it's pretty rare for me to find a man who feels like they're do- they're really doing it. They're um, embodied and I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's perfect, but I really feel that from you, like that you're talking about the masculine and really feeling that embodying that. And so I love, I would love you to just tell us more about what that means to you. You know, what, it, what does it mean for you to explore that and embody that more? And also I've seen, you know, a lot about your retreats that you do for men too. And just, what is that like? What is that all about? Cause I think it's such important work and I, you know, it's just amazing that you're doing that. Sure. Thank you. Um, so just a bit of a history, and it kind of feels like a lot of my medicine for the world and for my community is around this work. Yeah. Um, and it has to do a lot with my lack of integration of the masculine from a young age. And so basically I was born with role models that weren't in a healthy state of being with a lot of trauma to deal with. Um, my father, although he always did the best that he could, was a bit of a stoner, a bit of a gypsy into his alcohol, escaping his own problems. And uh, he wasn't with my mother. He was a, they, they had a fling. And so I saw him sporadically and for short amounts of time. And he was quite forgetful and stuff like that. And we never had a very deep, strong relationship. In fact, I didn't want to spend time with him when I was a child. I dreaded it. Mm. And um, mm. when we were 13, we found out that he wasn't actually my biological father, that he was um, just, he just came in at the 
right time for it to seem that he was. Mm. Story short. Wow. The man who actually is my biological father, I only met him uh, about two years ago. And um, he's a lovely man. He was with my mother for like seven years and was actually considered to be infertile by doctors. So they were in a relationship for seven years and never used uh, protection. Right. And they had to conceive on the moment of their parting after a seven-year relationship and then a rebound with another man <laughs> was just naturally considered to be who my biological father was. That was that's a snapshot just to give you that. So a lot of confusion. Um, my mum also got married to another man when I was young, who was abusive and an alcoholic and very confused and traumatized man. The poor guy. And um, yeah, that shook me a lot as well. Like he was, I I had to absorb a lot of his energy and. So the gift of all of that, of being so ungrounded and not having any really strong images to integrate from, left me empty. And when it came to my time to take responsibility for my own reality, my own existence, the work was entirely there for me to do. So in a way it was a blessing because I didn't have these deeply ingrained from a young age like models and programs that I could not possibly get rid of like most of us do. I kind of had an opportunity to start really fresh and um, so it's been a very long and strange and confusing journey. Anyone that knew me when I was young would have known there was something off or wrong about me because I didn't have some fundamental life skills, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, and um, very feminine as well when I was younger because of a single mother. Um, yeah. I always gravitated to hanging out with women more because it was just more natural for me, which yeah. has changed over the years as I've become more whole slowly. And um, we live in a time where there has been a very strong attack, if you could say that, on the feminine and masculine principles um, with the colonisation of Indigenous, like, connected cultures and stuff like that. And so it's funny, but, like, a lot of most people are lacking that masculine integration, including women, at this time. So I've kind of come out of nowhere and had this opportunity to grow quite diligently and consciously into it and naturally by allowing the nature to come through and not let the blockages and the conditionings yeah. patterns that we've had put on us kind of stop it from growing. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I went through my work phase as well. I went to university and I did like a left-wing centred um, curriculum around media and arts and I got taken up into the whole gender studies uh side of things and went that route as well which was very healthy to go in and out of ideology I think it's very healthy especially in these times you have to really wear the shoes of others to understand where they're coming from because shit's crazy to say the least (laughs) uh, it's very (laughs) dip in and out (laughs) but yeah I'm still very much so learning but it's starting to become a lot clearer 
Um, and it has a lot to do with getting out of my own way. And I think that that could be said for a lot of our natural principles of the feminine, and the masculine, et cetera, by like dissolving the mind layers and the ideologies and who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to say and wear and act and just like allow the primal us to lift and shine through us. And that is where like that very beautiful, strong masculine is felt and found, you know, you can't rationalize it out of you. And so that's what the programs I run are centered around. It's not about education. It's not about taking a model and being like, this is what a man is. Like, <laughs> yeah. fellas, like you do this, you do that. And mm. I, and we don't even do like um, aggression, you know, training and stuff like that and embodiment, which is like very beautiful men's work. But yeah. the work that we're doing is um, it's all about giving men an opportunity to come in contact with their true nature by mm. removing the mental layers, taking people into natural immersion experiences basically silence and then like completely immersed in nature for some time about four days fasting so and then pre-dawn river swims you know so a lot of discomfort a lot of dissolving and then we kind of like we wrap it up with a ceremony a very light ceremony without going into details and um which is also in alignment with a masculine teacher that we have access to, which is very helpful. And, um, and then we use expression as a tool to see what comes through basically with music and singing. It's very interesting to see what comes through the men um, at that time. Some, sometimes they have never had permission to let their voices be heard in that way. And because of the preparation and the safety that they feel, it's it's really interesting, really beautiful, very healing. So we've had an amazing success so far and we've made some incredible friends, like incredible brothers, men that are very much so interested in being part of this new emergence or this old emergence, you could call it, I suppose, yeah. remembering yeah. who we are yeah. in our own way so that we can continue reminding each other who we are for those who haven't yet started the journey or who are earlier on in the journey. Oh, sweet. Mm -hmm. well, so much to talk about. I'm just taking it all in and just had a vision of all you guys together in nature and <laughs> that. I don't know. Somehow I imagine you all naked, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like just it completely bodied, right? And like yeah. one thing and, um, and you talked about the discomfort, moving through that too, of the dissolving, right? When we push through those moments and those layers, there's so much conditioning that can just fall away. What we think we can and what we can't and how much am I allowed to or how much I am capable of. And there's so much beauty in that. It's so simple sometimes and we forget. My question about that is... Are those men attending men that you knew already? Are they new men in your life? Is it a mix? How has the community received that? And how do you feel? Was that when you sometimes you create an offering, 
sometimes it's like, oh my God, that's just what we needed, right? I didn't know I needed this, that kind of vibe. And sometimes some people are more clear about, oh my God, that. So how has it been received and what is it's the... mix. Um, majoritively people that know me through social media that I don't know yet, yeah. uh, but a few close friends of old have joined and uh, come with us. And it's interesting because the way that we communicate the details of it, like uh, some people arrive and have no idea what to expect, but for whatever reason have felt drawn there. And some men have, you know, they ask a lot of questions and they get to the nuts and bolts of it. And then obviously now that there's been a couple, some men are referred to and they've had the experience kind of explained to them. We change it a little bit every time, but the mm. core of it remains the same for now. And so there's, yeah, more of a popularity about it now. And I think, yeah, as time moves forth, it's like the men that are coming are more clear with what they're doing and why they're doing it for sure. Yeah. At the start, it was a bit more of a mixed bag, like a super trawler, just like gathering. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, Did you ever feel like you needed to be at a certain level of disembodiment to be able to offer it? Or do you feel like the process of offering it is the training of the embodiment, right? We're so conditioned to think of um, people as experts or leaders in whatever way and sometimes doing that deconstruction for ourselves. I can speak of my own process of like, what do I have to say or how can I, whatever thing Mm -hmm. that mean for you? Yeah, so I could answer that in a couple of ways from slightly different aspects. First of all, like I like doing things when I'm just underprepared for them because I feel like I'm taking an extra step forward. There's an expansion happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But in saying that, holding space, and especially for the kind of programs that we run where it's not really to do with my knowledge or my research that I'm sharing, the holding of the space is, is the core of it. So it's very important to have a level of embodiment um, that can hold the container properly. Yeah. But I also like make a very strong effort to show the men that come that we are like in every way imaginable equal. There is no like hierarchy yeah. or superiority at all. And I am here for permission and for safety and to provide you with an opportunity to rise to your own level, to meet yourself where you truly are, which is <laughs> a lot more beautiful than what you think you are most of the time. Mm. And um, the I've sorted these, I've created these experiences with the intention to have myself out of the way of even though people still say, oh, thank you so much and, like, you've held the space amazingly and they, like, even look up to you, which is can be an, a weird thing. Like, I definitely don't want that to happen. But um, it's the natural environment, it's the medicine that we use and it's the silence, it's all of these, like, things that everyone has access to all of the time. It has nothing to do with the person bringing them together, you know, mm. yeah. And that's the lesson. It's like we we are our own guides 
if we want to take that level of responsibility and step into that and integrate that, we're our own guides and we can take ourselves there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been something Liz and I talk about all the time these past couple of years is the thing that has just shown through everything is that just all coming back and there's nobody else out there that knows better for us or more for us. Like it's so beautiful to kind of equalize in that way and, and leave the old behind of like the gurus and the teachers and the ones who know better and, you know, all of this, Mm. um, so my question, my next question for you, Samuel, is in your life, what have you noticed or how have things shifted for you as you embody more of these principles or, or just your natural being, um, more masculine energy, whatever that means for you? And, and like just in different areas of your life, like how have things shifted with maybe a relationship with your wife and your kid? You have one son? One, one little son. Yeah. yeah. He's adorable. I love your videos of him. So, so what's shifted there, like that you no- really notice um, for you? Um, so much. <laughs> but uh, trying to get to the core of it, well, relationships, I'd say, are really at the core of it. Yeah. And. Um, and then, like, the amount of joy and gratitude that I'm experiencing, like, on a day-to-day basis, just going through life is, has been raised hugely. But the um, just, yeah, the, because of the ease and grace to navigate, still not, like, entirely there, of course, but more easeful and more graceful, you know, day in, day out. Yeah. The relationships that I've built now over the last two years after slowly yeah getting to the point where I am now is it's incredible because I don't waste the time on unnecessary relationships that I used to out of mm-hmm. this like deep desire to be likable yeah. um, the more I've integrated the more respect I've had for myself I've earned more respect for my being and naturally I gravitate and create relationships now that are built on respect. Like people who respect me truly can see who I am, what I'm doing, my intention, what I'm growing into, and where that respect is reciprocated. That's the relationship that I'm having now with our species. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is amazing because it's a lot smaller. It's a lot easier to manage but it's a lot more meaningful a lot deeper and um it's been a huge journey i'm sure you guys can resonate and every everyone on this journey can resonate in some way or another but yeah the amount of time stopping speaking to people and also the process of letting go because becoming outspoken about particular things over the last couple of years and finally just saying okay that's it i'm going to stand for this i don't care what it costs me this is my truth this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I don't care about me. I care about the earth. I could I care about my communities and consciousness or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then having to see, you know, people push you away, shut you out of their lives. And I had like people that I once considered like my best friends, mm. um, not congratulate me on my, the birth of my son, you know, mm. like the relationships yeah. of 
it's shifted a lot over the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, it was hard at the time, but then in retrospect, like as that respect for yourself, ha- myself has deepened and my alignment has strengthened, um, just reflecting on those relationships, it's like, wow, they like we were never really actually friends, you know, mm-hmm. like really, truly. Yeah. We mm-hmm. were friends of that paradigm, of that level of consciousness, of that level of emotional capacity and ego construct, but looking at it for, through this lens, it's like, wow, like we were just spending time together because we needed each other to fulfil these voids that you know, mm. yes. were there, that were undealt with. So instead of dealing with them, we just like supplemented them um, with these relationships that, yeah, it's pretty wild. But it, it's incredible how clear it mm. becomes when you just take these little steps forward in your consciousness journey the same with like certain conspiracy theories you know i think like a lot of people look back now and just they're like oh yeah like pharmaceutical companies <laughs> care about profits like it's Ooh. just when there's <laughs> in it, it's, yeah it's yeah. it's incredible so there's wow. definitely uh, an awakening and an expanding going on at least from my perspective and I think that that's all that matters for us to really hold on to to be like mm-hmm. on that train ourselves and yeah continue inspiring others mm. yeah relationships are really to me the value of of this time is us and the bonds that we create together mm. you know it's so special and so I, I just have a curiosity and you can answer as much as you want about this but I'm so curious about the relationship with um, women or your wife or, and how that's shifted. Cause it's such a huge topic that, I mean, that could be a whole thing all mm-hmm. on its own, you know, for you, like, have you seen, obvi- I mean, it seems like probably there would be, you know, expansion in that as well, but are there anything, is there anything that you've noticed especially? Um, um, for me, like the desexualization of women has been like, the yeah. main um like desexualizing women has been what has allowed me to integrate deep relationships with women over time and i think that's like a very strong program that runs in the masculine yeah. um clearly and it's the most destructive pat like porn and the way that it's promoted and the types of porn that are out there that young men are kind of getting into um that's the prime one of the primary destruction yeah uh yeah mechanisms for sure it's incredible the power it has Mm. over our cosmovision or lens or canon or whatever you want to call it the way that we perceive the world and the genders because yeah it's it's a powerful force the sexuality it's right at the the base of who we are so um and it's interesting because you can develop and grow in so many ways but then still stay stagnant in some areas of your life so and that's where you see like a lot of gurus and stuff like that like they become like super super like highly esteemed well practiced but then they will like sexually assault a woman and are all their students yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's yeah it's wild like yeah there's 
Yeah, layers of our being, systems upon systems, and, like, we need to rise all those systems up together um, without ever kind of, like, dismissing them or, like, trying to pretend they're not real. So because sexuality is a beautiful thing and it's a driving force, connects us. So um, I'm still working on that, but I've come a long way with that. And um, I think that, yeah, personally, like, I've always, yeah, integrating a lot of things like like you guys for example like you guys respect me you liking what I'm doing you see me through social media but the interaction like in the real world is kind of always what's going to determine when there's a relationship a resonance there and I'm very happy to say that I'm 99.9% sure that that would be the case you know now right because I've grown in that way there and I um I'm only speaking to this because I know it's like it needs to be spoken to because a yeah. lot of men don't like bring it up, especially in conversations with women. Yeah. Um, I think that, that the, the centre of that conversation needs to be around stopping watching porn. Mm, yeah. That's like step one. And you'd be surprised. Well, you probably wouldn't be surprised, but how many <laughs> men <laughs> never stop and don't yeah. don't have the opportunity to stop or whatever. And yeah, it's pretty. That's so normalized. It's so normalized. normalized, It's a very normal, common thing to do. And it's all you need to do is pull your phone out of your pocket. Yeah. It's the most stimulating thing that you can do. It's like having, it's like billions of years of evolution that leads to this chemical response (laughs) of success, of you being a successful male. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's so crazy, and now it's yes. just in your. Pocket. All you have to do is open an app, you know, when when you have a moment of privacy or when you're home alone for the evening or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole year's worth of conversation and right. deep totally in that. But to short answer your question, yeah, my, my <laughs> relationships are getting a lot better with women, and it's. It's so beautiful. Like I love, we've, my wife and I have talked about this. Like I love intimacy with other women, not like sexual at all, but just like hugging and yeah. like just like you would with a, a guy mate, you know, just like a hand around shoulder. Like, and um, when you can have that, then that means that there's a healthy energetic systems upon systems going on in both people, I think. And so I'm having that now with particular girls and it's a beautiful thing. Mm. And, um, yeah, I hope I, I want more and more of it with men and women, you know, it doesn't matter, but yeah. 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 Mm. I dream of a world that we can do cuddle puddles. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Either gender to feel objectified yeah. the other, you know, but just as humans who love and, and need nourishing and contact, right. And how different people yeah. act a different wirings in your system, but not necessarily have to go through the sexualization because that's our most, like, just we're, as you were talking about, we've been so, like, overstimulated by that, that there's just that natural thing that happens, right? Once you find interest in somebody who is of the opposite sex, you immediately think that that's a sexual thing. How do we disconstruct that? But how do we be in relating with another being? And mm. 
has been part of my practice too, of just even, you know, as you talk about having your partner and all of that and navigating the world like that, where somebody would say, well, you can do that. You're married. Like I was mm-hmm. taking my mom back home and I was there for a while. And my daughter and I were at a bookstore and got to talking to the people running the bookstore and, oh, do you guys live here? No. And this and that. And yeah, no, my husband's back there. Oh my God, did you leave him for this long? What do you mean? (laughs) You know, and all these little things that creep up and I'm just like talking about, you know, and now I'm going to, I'm going to meet my guy friend for this. And it's like, we can do that. What do you mean you can do that? Right. And finding this relating to where you recognize that polarity in the gender, the differences and all of that, but it doesn't need to be always sexual. And you can get nourishment from that and and conversations, Mm -hmm. ideas and that exchange and energy and just the sparks and everything. Yeah. And you can love each other. I think that's, that's the important thing that everyone's, that a lot of us are missing. It's like we can love each other without sex being the gateway to that. It's like when you have a connection with a woman as a man or vice versa, it's like you think that you need to go in that route to open up that door, but you don't need to do that at all. You can open up the door here, you know, and and just have pure love for one another without. It's interesting how we behave around that because, you know, we block it and we do everything we can to kind of stop it because we're told that, you know, you're supposed to love your partner and no one else. But, um, yeah, it's just about, yeah, rising in consciousness to see it more clearly and, mm. and sharing it more healthily, for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, the, and the whole, you know, like sex thing and the porn thing, and it, it just makes me think of like, oh, a man can, you know, do that and just feel almost like he's a man because he's, that's like what a man does, right? And, and a woman and the whole, the whole sexual thing when it's when it's done not consciously it's almost like a like a fake uh, it's almost like uh, i don't know what i'm trying to say but it's it's not real masculine feminine you know what i mean it's like it's like the fake stuff like oh it's the shortcut and we're just going to do that and like that means i'm a man or i'm a woman or whatever instead of actually doing the work to allow that energy to come through to us not just sexually not just in that way but like all the way up like you said in the heart so yeah, mm. it's really, really powerful stuff. Yeah, alchemize that energy when you're talking to her now about almost that rush that a man would get, right? And a woman as well, because there is an exchange of power right there, right? Like of that sort of connection and, and excitement and all that. Um, but just being able to alchemize that energy because it's creative. How do you... Yeah. Transmute, not transmute, but how do you translate that? It's what can be different, right? Mm. Because every spark would be a sexual interaction. And that's how a lot of people move through the world. And it's mm. like like um, fragmentation in every interaction because there's pieces that are not being integrated. And so doing womb work myself, I find those pieces in different places. I'm like, oh, okay. So there was value that I attached of myself if I was able to do this or go there or allow for somebody else to enter my own personal space, right? When I was seeking was connection. When I always seek (laughs) Seek connection. (laughs) (laughs) Something, and I think, and I, I was... 
thinking that through this thing, it's what I'm going to get. When we can get those things, as you were saying, if we're open here, if we're integrated and balanced enough to know when it's the time to go and move from certain places, but to always keep this part open. Hmm. That's what we're here to do. It's really widening this space in integration with this and whatever it's underneath, under and just really bridging and the giving and the receiving from this space and so many things to unlearn and undo and just continue to unfold and unpack. And for all, you know, I remember people talking about, oh, the future is female. And I'm just like, can you not see this is going to take us the same place? Like it doesn't work. Like we need to balance this stuff out. It's not one or the other. It's not, no. Yeah. I, I find it so funny when like particular women might say like I don't need a man. It's like, well, you kind of do. We need each other. <laughs> we're like we're just perfectly one thing balanced like yeah. by the intelligence of nature or God. Like it's just yeah, it's it's funny, but we're getting there. I think, you know, the pendulum needs to swing for 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 us to grow. And if you look back just a couple of generations, like you were talking about, like you've left your husband for however long or whatever, <laughs> like we are evolving. Like there's no doubt about it. We are changing. I think that like the only thing that's going to get in our way is a mass reset of some sort or like a war beyond the reach of previous wars or something like that that can mm. really knock us back. And <laughs> obviously none of us want that to happen. I, um, but regardless, one way or another, like, yeah, we're we're moving closer yeah. to God somehow. Mm. Um. We are. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, Samuel, will you tell us about um, the Chaga and Great Spirit and that journey a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so obviously we need to financially sustain ourselves. And uh, we, uh, I'm pretty keen to focus. Now we're opening this space, which is going to be holding space is kind of part of my soul journey. And yeah. I can see where that might lead me in the future if I really um, allow my gifts and medicine to shine through me, which I'm working on at the moment, which is very beautiful. And so I want to be fully focused on my my mission and my purpose and Mm. obviously we need to financially support ourselves. So great spirit is, and the Chaga mushrooms is a way for us to do that whilst also funding the programs that we run. So it's kind of like a semi non-for-profit, although it's an incorporated business and we pay tax, Mm. Um, but we take what we need to pay our, our rents and our food and stuff like that. And then we use the rest to run by donation programs, which is the men's work. So all of that's, non-for-profit basically and by donation so people come in and they attend and they pay what they can or what they want if they have the means mm-hmm. and um chaga is an incredibly important natural food for the time because we're being bombarded with emfs and heavy metals pesticides and stuff like that so it's a beautiful thing to provide to my community and um I happen to have a very extremely high quality source because I was in the medicinal mushroom industry for quite a while previously. Um, my wife and I built up a little company, like a latte blend company and a medicinal mushroom company, and we sold that on 
not too long ago. So we had all the suppliers ready to go and we thought we'd bring the chaga to market so that we could, because people like, it's very nice. Like when we do a program for people to get an extra exchange for their donation as well. So people like to support the work that I do. And it's like, Hey, why not support yourself whilst doing that as well? So you can purchase this and tell your friends about it. It helps me. It helps you. It helps your friends. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful kind of, energetic relationship an abundance vehicle so to speak we call it a, a business as a vehicle for positive positive change and um i'd like to build a board i've got a, a female friend here who i want to kind of bring on board she's keen and start to do like men's work and women's work also through the through the funds that we bring in so like a lot of vision questing and stuff like that and then like a three or four events where we bring the men and women together uh, yeah. throughout the and have like a celebration and it'll all be around youth and um rites of passage and stuff like that so curbing Mm -hmm. away from the program that they're in into something a lot more vibrant and healthy and natural and um start to try and get she's a celebrity so try and get more celebrities Mm -hmm. involved and stuff like that that'd be great to get the word out um so yeah it's cool i i'm enjoying it it's a lot to take on right now because we're opening space and I really want to see, to be honest with Seek Connection, like every every now and then I'm just like, I get this urge to just like delete the Instagram and be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just living. I'm just going to live. Yes. Um, but then every now and then, like whenever I get close to that, I just get drawn back in because <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. And I know that yeah. I think for me it's like, you know, when you go on Instagram or like you see how many like men or and women are doing like spiritual healing and it's like, gosh, like how many of us? Are <laughs> how many do we need? You know, like, oh, <laughs> doing anything yet. But like, it's, yeah, I get, and I get that cringy feel sometimes. I'm like, oh, like, and I'm like, why, if I was really enlightened, like, would I be on Instagram? Like really, <laughs> you know? But then the, there is a balance because, like, I'm talking to you guys now and yeah. the connections that we've made are amazing, even just on a yeah. friendship, familiar level, not necessarily professional or, like, spiritual connections, you know, but it's all there. And, you know, I'm sure you'd agree it's just about how you're walking with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really want to keep going and um, focus a lot of energy into it and see what happens. And, yeah. The and- balance. I mean, your 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 physical and your online avatar. Like, how much do I put into this thing that it's yeah. real? It's at times it feels not real. I'm really related. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. Yes. Yeah. Like. It's pretty funny. Oh, can I just forget all of this? It does not exist. And then, as you were saying, there's a drawn that just something that just pulls you right in, like almost like something needs to happen in that space. And doing that dance, yeah, there's no right or wrong, right? Although there are people that will say, well, this is how you do this and this is how you do that. (laughs) Sarah and I are always like, we just kind of stay away from that. Like, find your own path. No formulas in life. (laughs) Yeah. And it's been a huge journey for me, like, learning to put my voice out there and then receive a lot of criticism and a lot of hate and... I've had like people follow me ongoing and just every now and then send me like really quite horrible messages or just explain to me, you know, why you're delusional or wrong. And, <laughs> and having having that consistently has been 
probably like one of the primary like drivers for my personal growth like over the last couple of years especially the beginning when like just like you know all the old friends all the old family all you know they're like what this guy's losing it so i'm gonna do everything i can to keep him safe on a public forum by (laughs) keep him safe safe, uh, instead of just calling and like organizing (laughs) and intervention but anyway it's been very helpful and healthy and it's been great i've learned a lot about myself the way i communicate and so i'm grateful for that as well have those people um actually approached to outside of that medium to actually have a conversation or say can you tell me more about all this that you're saying or yeah Hmm. i only the ones that have been more open to it or that have like at some point actually fully flipped and been like whoa like there's a lot of stuff Mm. going on here that I actually agree Mm. with you entirely and I'm not sure why other people aren't talking about it because when I bring it socially people slam it down but you know and then the spiritual stuff which is more important I think but it goes hand in hand because it's kind of like the the awakening as to without the awakening as to within it's just it's one process and what we're awakening to outside of ourselves is the manifestation of the collective unconsciousness that is creating this bullshit that's based on egoic mortal desire, you know. So it's kind of, yeah, it's helpful, I think, anyway. So, Oh, yeah. It's like um, the gateway. <laughs> the gateway, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I, I'm usually more interested in talking to people who kind of get a little spark of interest around the, the spiritual stuff because mm-hmm. I think that ultimately that's because some people you can get stuck on the the yeah. waking up outside yeah. process for the rest of your life. You see people who are in their eighties still like keyboard worrying, you know, like <laughs> and um mm-hmm. at Godspeed, it's if you know, if they're following their path, they're following their path. But, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. do you want to talk about um the plant medicine a little bit you mentioned that a little bit earlier anything you want to share sure, in terms of my, my journey with it your journey with it yeah and how you i mean you said you use it i think in your programs too so whatever you want to share about it yeah um so when i was in my escaping and suppressing phase when i was younger I think like marijuana, I became, I was smoking bongs in my car, like (laughs) a lot, like, you know, probably not as much as most people, especially in the States, but I don't know why I did that, but I think just a large population, more extremes perhaps. But yeah, I went pretty hard and um, that was an interesting thing because first of all, it caused me to question authority because I was like, why the hell is this thing that's making me hungry, sleepy, and happy being taught to me to be the devil's fruit? You know, like it doesn't, yeah. it didn't really make sense. And then so it, it kind of opened up this opportunity for me to question authoritative messaging. And then at some point soon after, I had a change in relationship with it where. I became incredibly 
anxious and almost paranoid. And this can happen because this, the plants are grown hydroponically and the, the THC and CBD are out of balance. And so that causes issues with the way that the body uptakes it. So it's very common, but what it did was it caused me to stop, even though it was hard, I stopped because every time I touched it, it would send me into a horrible experience. But those horrible experiences were actually just me experiencing Mm. through my awareness, my own mind for the first time. Mm. And it took me a long time to realise that. It took me years years to realise that. But um, that's the case with everyone on this planet, pretty much. 99% of the people on this planet, their mind and their awareness are completely glued together and it's going crazy. And it's like Eckhart Tolle talks about in the beginning of the new earth, like when he saw that woman on the bus on his day-to-day route who's talking out loud to herself and everyone thinks she's crazy and he has the epiphany that everyone's doing that inside their heads and what's the difference? <laughs> Right. And so that was my experience with that at some point. It took me, uh, yeah, it took me more of an awakening to have that realisation, mm-hmm. but I got there eventually. Mushrooms and LSD played a large role in my breaking free from the mental matrix. A particular mushroom experience I had when I was in my early 20s, the very first time we had it intentionally with meditation and music and um yeah, coming together, two other friends to really anchor in together. And I had an entirely ego-dissolving experience with mm-hmm. two grams of mushrooms. We were meditating and it was beautiful. And I asked my friend if I could have a shower and I went upstairs into his shower and I was looking at my hand, my hands, and in a moment, it was as if the water just washed the veil of my identifications mm. off my body. And I could see with crystal clear vision that I was a child of God, just an aspect of the whole. Pure consciousness, perceiving temporarily through this pinhole. Um, and I went downstairs naked and then realized I was naked because I was trying to tell the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. So I went upstairs, got, got a towel on, and then I came back down and I was looking at myself, perceiving itself through different points of attention, looking at me and outside the trees, everything. Um, there was a lot of a lead-up to that and it, it felt quite interesting. Finding Eckhart Tolle's in New Earth was very interesting because I picked that up. I actually stole that book. Um, I <laughs> work as a... Um, it's called a promoter for Microsoft and Xbox. So I take mm. Xbox, remember the Connect system where it was like one of the first camera mm. reading motion sensor mm-hmm. game things. And I took that to all the big W's, which is maybe kind of like Walmart or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I would display and exhibit these machines. And I went to the book section and I was like, I'd been into drugs for so long and alcohol and I was like, but I used to love reading and I was like, <laughs> might go and buy a book. Like I haven't bought a book for a while. And then I went over to the book section and there was an Oprah Winfrey sticker on the New Earth and it's oh, like yeah. Oprah approved. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> A Better Life is the like the subtitle or whatever on that book. It's at the very bottom. And I read that and my soul was like, get that book. And oh, yeah. I took it and I ended up putting it in the box for the Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I swallow it. <laughs> and I got home and I opened it up and it was so such a profound experience because like I already knew everything in the book. I started reading it. Yeah. And it was as if like you could say my higher self in a sense was reading it and just being like, yeah, yeah, like almost like as if a school teacher was checking someone's homework. <laughs> and I was just like reading through it and I was like, yes, like, yeah, I know that, like, of course. Like, yes, of course, yeah. we're the universe. And then a lot of some details that he creates was like, you know, very interesting and new to me. Yeah. Um, like the more intellectual stuff around the the pain body and, you know, yeah, but yeah. like the general idea was just like, yeah. And I remember taking the book to a friend being like, have you read this book? And I realized in that moment that other people didn't see reality like that. Mm, in the sense that like logically speaking we are the universe perceiving itself like we are we've come out of the universe or we've come out of the planet so therefore the root the core of who we are is somehow interconnectedly and intimately forever linked with the core of the whole of nature of what everything else is like I just always knew that but I didn't communicate it and I didn't realize people didn't see it differently Mm. which blew my mind but, um, and I quickly, I'll tell you one other thing as well, which is quite profound, which I never talk about because I'm not often in these situations where people ask me questions. But prior to that, when I was a little bit younger, I, um, not long after I bought my first laptop, so I was in high school, I grew up loving Jim Carrey. He was like my role model. I looked up to him. I adored him. I, I'd watched all his movies on repeat, mm-hmm. thought he was the finest man that ever walk the earth you know mm-hmm. and i was on youtube and watching related videos and one of his talks from an eckhart toll tv event came up had no idea who eckhart toll was and he was just on a podium talking about his experience of ego dissolution that he had when he was in the at a football game in the states somewhere and as he was talking this energy started rising up my spine And it came up into my chest and I was laying on my bed on my stomach and I just started bursting into laughter Mm. in in the highest amount of joy that I'd experienced probably ever or at least until since I was like a child. And I was uncontrollably laughing and rolling around the bed. (laughs) And it just slowly kind of faded and left me. And Mm. I was left there with the video still playing towards closer to the end. And I was staring at the screen, wondering what the hell just happened. Like I was, (laughs) it was like I was lifted up and then brought back down. But in retrospect, the soul's remembering, the soul's Mm. receiving messages that it needed to receive. And in a cosmic, humorous Mm. way, it already knew it was going to receive it. So it's like this very hilarious inside joke that we have with ourselves, because that's all that this is in a way of (laughs) seeking from ourself. Right. And, um, so it's like, for whatever reason, I was permitted, Sam was permitted the um, the peeking under the blanket, you know, in that moment. Mm. And it was just like, woo <laughs> And uh, then, yeah, so a few other things happened. But that, that day with my friends on the, on the mushrooms, it was like, yeah, very, I'll, I'll never be, yeah. It's, it's what has allowed me to walk this path. If I didn't have that experience, then. And I, I had to trudge out of a lot of dirt and a lot of patterns and conditioning oh. to 
get to where I am now. Like I was very thick in the mud. So even an experience so powerful as that, it's still taken a long time to try to get the mind concentrated enough to walk yeah. in this way. So, but it seems to accelerate. Like I can see an exponential curve. You know, it's kind of like the, yeah. the higher you get, the easier it is to climb. The fr- yeah, actually, Ramdas has a beautiful quote around that, but I don't know how it goes. The free <laughs> Ramdas, yeah, yeah. that was um, that kind of gave me permission to venture into plant medicines because I knew because then shortly after that, researching it, it's like bang, out of Huxley, like right. doors of perception, bang, like there's just like thousands of years it feels like worth of knowledge of people using plant medicine having the same experience and then linking that to um every single religious text in the esoteric form and deeper that Mm. never existed and then realizing what yoga is (laughs) realizing what all of these practices are that have developed and what their intention is what their purpose is to bring us into who we truly are bring us home home. yeah dissolve it the ego construct um and then for me the the most interesting part of the game has been figuring out if this is a natural course of temporary dismemberment or if there is like uh actually an external force that is intentionally disconnecting us to benefit from us in some sort of a way and it's still hard to tell and i'm still very open to all the the potentials but I feel like where I'm sitting at right now is that it's and I don't really like using this language because coming into the fourth industrial revolution mm-hmm. with AI and stuff coming it can kind of mm-hmm. give the wrong impression because but anyway I'll just say it I feel like it's a condition of the simulation so to speak um to allow for duality there is a condition in this reality that is intentionally acting to keep Mm -hmm. us disconnected but it's just part of the whole show it's part of it's part of the ride and it's it's here for our by our own design for our own for us enjoyment (laughs) 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 basically there is no ultimate serious danger that we're in i think that's what it boils (laughs) down to because, like, with a lot of people, like, you know, Christians, for example, they'll say, like, right. eternal damnation is a potentiality. It's like, oh, right. well. <laughs> but, you know, then, yeah, it does seem like people are being kind of slowly coerced into uploading their consciousness into cloud-like systems and yep. the mark of the youth kind of philosophy. Um, yeah. It seems like there is that potential of it. But then again, like if the whole thing got unplugged, everything would return to God. So I think that, yeah, ultimately, okay. yeah, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> and I think God has his hand on the plug, so to speak, you know, like ultimately. Yeah. It's like you guys, I'm getting ready. To- <laughs> <laughs> A little too far, guys. Let's take this. Let's turn it down a notch. Let's restart. <laughs> that idea, that vision of like whatever God is, but it, I don't know the way you said it impersonated it for me, and it's just like a plug, and it's so casual about it. <laughs> no, like 
Peter, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's time. Like, it's time. <laughs> it goes back to itself, you know? Yeah. Okay. And um, so thank you for that. Mm, and the joy of laughter, my favorite thing ever. More yeah, than it needs mm. to be involved for sure. Yeah. I share I shared the Jim Carrey connection with you. I remember watching him talk about consciousness and awareness and observing himself and all of that. And it's so funny, right? How we find the crumbs everywhere if we're paying attention. It it yeah. doesn't not one thing, it's not one source, but you find them everywhere. Yep. And yeah, I actually saw a post he did the other day. I couldn't really understand, but it took me back to that. I remember specifically that video that I was watching of him and he was talking about him observing himself and who is that that observes oneself and just all of that and just the deep download from that piece. And yeah, I just love laughing and he can make me laugh so yeah, yeah, he's, really he's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Samuel, we have a we have an end question mm -hmm. um, that we ask, and that is over the past couple of years, what have you in your we could say search for truth, whatever that means to you, what have you learned about yourself? Do you want me to answer as in like what have I learned about the construct of Sam, like the, or just however whatever, I want. However you want, whatever that feels like to you. Mm. I think that the best answer coming through right now it's just that whatever happens is entirely up to me or is entirely mm. my prerogative my creation my responsibility mm. yeah that's great thank you mm. thank you so much for being here with us today <laughs> i think we could talk for a long time um can you tell well, us one monday maybe what's that I'd be happy to talk with you guys again for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. We'll do it again. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. tell people where, you know, they can find you and the chaga and just whatever you want to share. Um, seekconnection.org is, you know, what the Instagram at seekconnection is probably the, the best yes. place to find you. Yeah. And anything that people would be drawn to follow any links or anything at that point entirely up to them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'd like to be making a bit more content that that'll be happening again soon. And um, yeah, beautiful things coming. For sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in Australia and if you're a man, then um, please feel if you're inspired to join us mm. when we start opening up the programs again, it's, it's a beautiful mm. So. If I was a man, I'd be there in <laughs> <laughs> another life. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Samuel. Really enjoyed having you. We'll join. Yeah. yeah. It was lovely speaking with you, beautiful souls. Thank you. Mm. So, so lovely.
thanks for the invitation. And yeah. um we'll yeah. do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again and, and yeah. blessings to you until then for sure. Yeah, you too. Thanks everyone uh, for watching. <laughs> for being here. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya. Yeah.